Hey, have you been frustrated with your chair? Maybe you haven't been getting the feedback that you've needed to get you through your program. If so, this is an episode, my friend, you definitely do not want to miss. (laughs) Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome to the Grad School for Grown Folks podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tanya Vetter. I'm going to go ahead and warn you, I am not in my usual recording space. And you know what? It's all okay. This episode is so important that I felt like, you know what? I'm going to record it where I am because this has to happen. You know what? You guys have been stressed out. This episode is pivot, plan, and play the game to win. (laughs) Yes, I need you to pivot, plan, and play the game to win. So in this episode, we are actually going to address a few things about getting you all through your program. And I'm going to share with you about seven things you will need to write down. Um, I know that Most of you, if not all of you, are definitely in education. Those of you who are new to the podcast, hi, I'm Dr. Tanya Vetter. Some people call me Tanya. Some people call me Dr. V. Some people don't call me at all. But here's the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys are stalling. And especially now, and it's really weird. It's something weird is happening in the programs that's really concerning me. Um, Even those of you who are getting ahead, I'm getting you guys ahead and you're stalling because your chairs are either barbecuing. No, I'm not making this up. We have chairs who are actually barbecue. I can't even say it. Grilling. I'm just going to say grilling because they are on a retirement and putting your papers on the burner, <laughs> literally, right? Um, and chilling out. But you guys are not even advocating for yourself. And so here's what I need. I get it. You're in education, a lot of you, and you're kind and you're nice and all of that. But you got to pivot, you got to plan, and you got to play the game to win. So what I need you all to do in this episode is I really need you to pivot and put your customer hat on. I think the problem is some of you are forgetting that you are also a customer. Hello? Yeah. So you're also a customer. So I'm going to give you about seven things that I I need you to pay attention to. And for those of you who are going into new programs, this is absolutely going to be the perfect episode for you because you haven't had a chance to even mess this up yet. 
for those of you um, like my monthly clients who are not working on your dissertation uh, dissertations yet, this is perfect for you as well. All right. So let's talk about the first thing you need to do. For those of you who are not working on your dissertations yet, I need you all to make sure the first thing you do is ask your chairs for at least three exemplars of dissertations. It can be one mixed method, one um, quantitative, and one qualitative. This way, we can get it squared away up front, what they like and what they don't like. One of the things that's really irritating me is we have a lot of chairs who are confusing preference with APA. Yeah, so they are confusing their preferences with APA. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. Most of what they are asking for is actually just a preference. It's not an APA standard, and there's a huge difference. So here's what I want you to do to set yourself up really, really well. Go ahead and ask them if you're going in fresh and new, working with somebody, just ask them for at least three exemplars in each category, all right? In each research uh, method style, just ask them for three exemplars uh, that they particularly care for and like and um yeah that would definitely put you ahead of the game early all right number two I need you to involve yourself and involve them even more step by step so even if it annoys them it doesn't matter Involve them in the process, especially if you're an online student. And this is where I'm finding the most confusion. Um, when you guys are online students, it's really a hands-off approach. And this is where I'm finding that they are just forgetting you guys by the wayside. They don't even know who you are. And they definitely don't know anything about your study. And so what's happening is when they are not when they're giving you the one or two words of feedback that they're actually giving you, it may not even be really about your study. It actually may be about somebody else's study because by then they've forgotten all about it. So what I need you to do is for your for number two, I want you to involve them in each step of the process, which is going to lead me to number three. Get an approval for each step in your process. Um, and if you go to my website, you'll see it in the link in this podcast. Um, I'm actually going to work with you guys to show you what that's going to look like for an online program. Because this is not good. We're, we're, we're really running into some problems with these online programs. And so I'm going to show you guys what that's going to have to look like. Like literally when you finish with each part of your, like for instance, when you finish with your background of the study, I want you actually to send them an email and literally get them to sign off on it. Like each step of the way, because this is the only way we're going to be able to get this done with them. Because if not, they're going to forget all about it. If you wait all the way until you get to the end of chapter one to get them to look at your stuff. Like you're going to forget all about it. All right. So you need to involve them 
each step of the way. But there is a way for you to do it without coming across like pushy or aggressive. All right. Got it. All right. Number four, establish an expectation. All right. Of how you're going to communicate and meet with them early on. Like as soon as they tell you, Dr. Kemsley is going to be your chair. Go ahead and set the tone for how you and Dr. Kemsley are going to meet. And the way you guys are supposed to set this up actually should be as a customer. And this is where I'm seeing that you guys are dropping the ball. Instead of you guys positioning yourself as the customer, oh no, <laughs> you guys are positioning yourself as kindergartners. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, come on, you guys are paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And yet you all are acting like you are inferior. You cannot, no, you can't do this and be successful. So you can do this and not be aggressive, right? You can do this and be assertive, <laughs> but you do have to do this or you will be in your program for 20 years. You do realize that. Okay, so I hope you, I hope everybody's <laughs> because this is what I I am really panicking because I see this happening. This is why I am like not recording in my normal spot, and I'm like recording a nine one one pivot plan and play the game to win episode for you all because I'm freaking out because I'm like, what is happening here? Like this is this is like a strategic game to get you guys to be in school forever so that you all can just continue to flush money down the toilet. Like, yeah, down the toilet. All right, number five, establish a communication routine um, early. I think I've already said that. Um, number six, establish goals early. So here's the other thing. You all should be talking to them about your goals. If you have a, a chair, and to me, this is where the human element is lost. I think particularly with um, with online um, programs, because they don't know who you are. Um, one of my clients, I asked her, said, have you ever met with your chair online? And she told me, she said, um, no, just via email. She briefly met him once, sort of, kind of, on the phone, but not really. It, you should be able to physically see your chair via Zoom. My clients are able to see me via Zoom, and if I'm not able to see my client via Zoom, they can't be. They can't see me. They can't be my client. Like I had one lady that tried to meet with me, and she wouldn't turn her camera on. Well, if if you're not willing to turn your camera on, then I'm not. I don't want you to be my client. That's the way I see it. And you should have the same standard. You should have a chair that is willing to meet you via Zoom, okay? Because guess what? When you present your um, your research for your proposal and your defense, you will have to do it via Zoom, I'm assuming, in most of your programs. I don't know. 
I've only known one person who literally did not have to present their um, their research via Zoom. And it was really weird. I would never want to do that. Like, it was wonky. I would never want... Everyone else has had to show up and present real in real time. So yes, go ahead and establish the communication routine early. And that's number five and number six, establish your goals early. To me, when they know what your goals are, they're understanding that you are a real person. If you can sit down with me and say, hey, Dr. Vetter, I have a family. I have two sons and one daughter and a and a husband or a wife that I want to take care of because of this and this and this. Then your study and your journey becomes real to me. I'm not going to ignore you, right? A face becomes visible to me every time I see your email pop up, right? The human element becomes really visible to me. So you need to make sure you give them a face with your name. You really do. So number six is important. Establish goals early. I want to finish chapter one by this date because... I want to finish my chapter two by this date because I want to finish chapter three by this date because that is how you do that, ladies and gentlemen. And then number seven is the final one. Keep read receipts, guys, above all things. You must keep read receipts. On these emails, because I guarantee you, when push comes to shove and they do not do their job, if you are my client, I am going to tell you, go to the dean. And I think this is the problem. I think at the end of the day, for those of you who are in education, because we know how it feels when people go to the boss on us, I think this is the very last thing that we do. We don't do it. We don't want to go to the dean. And here's why I think we have so many people taking advantage of educators who are um, in a position where they're all but dissertation and excuse my language, but are being completely screwed over. Look, let me tell you something. You guys are not getting the best customer service. And I'm an, I'm a, I'm a business owner. I'm gonna tell. I'm good. Let me tell you something. I had a client who her chair approved everything for the reader to come around and disagree with him. Now, what in what land does a reader have more authority than a chair? Well, I guess apparently at this university, right? So that means that the chair did not guide the student. Let me tell you something. And it slowed the student up. Now, here's the problem with this. The problem with this is that the chair did not give the student the guidance along the way. The chair's job is to get the student to the 
finish line. And I need everybody to understand this. No matter what editor you get, the editor's job is to do what your chair says. Our job and any other editor's job is always going to be to please your chair. Because we know at the end of the day, your chair has the final say. So if your chair says, oh, yes, it's good to go left, your editor is going to go left. Please understand that. So if you have an editor, um, if you have a chair and your chair is absolutely clueless, you're going to have a problem. You got to have a chair who knows where they're going. They've got to have a vision because your editor's job is to support your chair's vision. It has to be. Okay. Now, a reviewer. I've never in my five, six years of being in this business, a reviewer has never had superiority over a chair. But in this one university, I guess they do or whatever. But here's the problem. Communication. And this is why you guys have got to advocate for yourself. And that's what I'm seeing that you all are not doing. And that's why I'm up here screaming and yelling at you now. Because guess what? I can't advocate for you. And I know some of you are afraid that if you don't, um, and you're afraid that if you do advocate for yourself, it's going to slow you down even more. I think that it's not. I don't think it's going to slow you down any further, any more than it's slowing you down right now, hell, actually. I really don't. Um, I think that if anything, it'll move you faster because they'll be like, well, let's hurry up and get this crazy person. Not even crazy person, but loud person. Well, not even loud person because I don't want you kicking over chairs. But I do want you to assertively and intelligently and sternly speak on the facts Uh, especially if you're someone who has done your due diligence and you know that you are not getting what you have paid for. You've got to pivot. You've got to plan and you've got to play the game. Please keep in mind that you are still dealing with a business. And so good business would be to keep you in for as long as possible. All right, guys. That was a lot, but I needed to give it to you. You guys know what I say. You decided to do this. So if you're going to do it, do it well and do it well supported. I will probably revisit this topic probably in one of my 15 by 15s. If you don't know what that is, that's a $15 workshop. (laughs) I know, right? It's a $15 workshop for the newbies that come in who are excited and don't know what to expect and this will get them really good and on their way for under 15 bucks yep you guys know what i say you decided to do it so do it well see you at the finish line